Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. We get so caught up, and I know I've shared this before, you know, we're arguing with everybody and getting Jesus to nobody. We're so busy arguing with the saved, we're not reaching the lost. Oh man, Satan is loving every minute of it. He's been met with a measure of success because see, we're, we're so caught up in this, that, them. Satan just sits back in his recliner with his remote in his hand and popcorn and just enjoys the show. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Isaiah. Have you ever realized that when you debate or argue, you don't actually change anyone's mind? Both sides simply become more cemented in their own ideas. Pastor J.D. reminds us today that instead of arguing, we need to remember Jesus. Our one mission in this life is to spread the good news to anyone and everyone. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Isaiah chapter 66 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Those, verse 17, who sanctify themselves and purify themselves to go to the gardens after an idol in the mist, eating swine's flesh and the abomination and the mouse. Wait, is that a thing? Yeah, they actually used to do that. I'm sorry for those of you that had dinner. It was actually a delicatessen of sorts, but an abomination to the Lord. But then he says this, they shall be consumed together says the Lord. Okay, stay with me. The judgment of the Lord is coming. And when, not if, when the judgment of the Lord comes, it's going to be consuming. And it will be with fire. And by the sword, the Lord will judge. And that's a good thing. It is? Yeah. Because when he comes to judge, again notice the stark contrast between those comforted and those tormented. Those of us in the Lord were comforted, like with the comfort of a mother And conversely, those who are not, they will be tormented when the Lord comes in judgment. You know, this is something we don't want to talk about, right? And I would venture to say, truth be made known, you'd be hard-pressed to find a church today that's going to talk, because this is what is commonly referred to as fire and brimstone. Well, you know what? There's going to be fire and brimstone. Ask Sodom. Well, you can't now, but Lot was taken out, and as soon as he was taken out, the fire and the brimstone came down and destroyed in judgment the people of Sodom. And as it was in the days of Lot, so too will it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. 
It will happen. And when it does happen, it will be horrific and unthinkable, the torment when the judgment of the Lord comes. Verse 18, we're going to come back to this at the end of the chapter. For I know their works and their thoughts. It shall be that I will gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and see my glory. I will set a sign among them, verse 19, and those among them who escape, hang on to that, I will send to the nations, to Tarshish and Pul and Lud, who draw the bow, and to Baal and Javan, to the coastlands afar off, who have not heard my fame, nor seen my glory, and they shall declare my glory among the Gentiles. I love it when God brags on himself. Then verse 20, they shall bring all your brethren for an offering to the Lord out of all nations, on horses, and in chariots, and in litters, on mules, and on camels, to my holy mountain, Jerusalem, says the Lord, as the children of Israel bring an offering in a clean vessel into the house of the Lord. And verse 21, I will also take some of them for priests and Levites, says the Lord. Okay, what's this talking about? (laughs) Well, it's clearly talking about the kingdom age. This is that millennial reign, that 1,000 year period of time on earth, and earth will be like it was before sin entered the world. And for 1,000 years, there's going to be Jerusalem. There's even going to be a temple, we're told. There's even going to be sacrifices, and the priestly service, and the Levites, eh, it's believed it's going to be more symbolic than anything else, because there's no need for sacrifices, because Jesus is the sacrifice that was slain before the foundations of the world. But for 1,000 years, so, wait a minute, so what's up with these who escape? Ah, These are those who somehow, some way, don't know how, don't know the way, make it through the seven-year tribulation. And somehow they neither accept Christ, nor do they accept the mark of the Antichrist. And they come to the end of the seven years, they've escaped, it's appointed unto man once to die, and then the judgment, so they're going to enter the millennium. And this is what this is referring to. Now again, I hope you're not getting whiplash here, because (laughs) we've, we've kind of gone back and then forth and then back again, and here's a sharp turn, and now we're talking about the millennium, and now we're going to talk about the new heavens and the new earth again. Verse 22, and I want to save some time on this. I think you'll see why here in a moment. For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name remain. And, verse 23, it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, 
and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. And verse 24, last verse, here we go. They shall go forth and look upon the corpses of the men who have transgressed against me, for their worm does not die, and their fire is not quenched. They shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. All right, let's close in prayer. That's the end of the chapter. And the what? Wait, what? The end? Wait, this is horrible. It's meant to be. The fire's not quenched? That sounds like forever. It is. The worm does not die? That sounds like for all eternity. It is. Wait, you mean hell is forever? Yeah. Wait a minute, pastor, with all due respect, I read a book by a guy that said hell doesn't last for all eternity. Well, they're wrong, because I just read you the Word of God, and the Word of God says it's forever. Pastor, you're getting kind of intense on me here. I'm, I'm going to do my best to balance it out. And you'll forgive me for the way that I say this, but for lack of a better way of saying it, this should scare the H-E double toothpicks out of every single one of us. You get me? Wait a minute. So let's just, for purpose of discussion, let's just kind of soften this up, as many do, by the way. Let's just say that it doesn't really mean that. <laughs> it does, but let's just say that it doesn't really mean that. Well, then what's the big deal? Hell isn't forever. Wait, wait, why did Jesus have to come and die? I mean, the way He did, go through all He did, if we just cease to exist and assist, we're all annihilated and that's it. You're saved, right? From what? From what? What are you saved from? I think it's a sad day when we throw that word around, I'm saved. From what? from hell, for all eternity. Jesus saved me from hell. I'm not going to go to hell for all eternity. Wow. That puts it into perspective. You'll forgive the passion and the emotion, but this is how I came to Christ. I got the hell scared out of me, literally, because I was demon-possessed with the music that I was into and listened to, and I believed and was deceived, no big deal, by a band, ACDC, that I'm on the highway to hell. And all my friends are going to be there. And it's just going to be one big party. 
And when I got saved on that, this is on the mainland, a cold January night, I went into my room and I had heard the gospel presented in a very simple way. And I have to say that I came to the realization that Satan was very real. And the conclusion was, if Satan is real, that means Jesus is real. And if hell is real, that means heaven is real. And if hell is forever, that means heaven is forever. You know what my prayer was? I mean, this is, listen, I know we have what we affectionately refer to as the sinner's prayer. Nothing wrong with that. By the way, we don't do that, but nothing wrong with that. It's not recite a certain prayer or repeat after me or say it this way and you're saved. Well, if that's how you're saved, then I never got saved because here's here's my prayer. God, I was very intoxicated by the way. (laughs) I slurred my prayer. Uh, I fell asleep praying this way. Basically, I prayed and I said, God, I don't want to go to hell. I'm on the highway to hell. I want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. And I fell asleep that way. And I woke up the next morning and I was a new creation in Christ. And old things had passed away, and all things had become new. And again, I know it's different for everybody, but for me it was so dramatic. It was so instantaneous. I could not start my day without my addictions, alcohol, tobacco, drugs, all the above. And when I woke up that next morning, I went to reach for that stuff, the Holy Spirit indwelling me in that still beautiful voice that small refining voice said, you don't need that anymore. And the desire was taken away, and I never looked back, and that was 40 years ago. Wait, (laughs) I better do the math real quick. Yeah, it was 40 years ago. Wow, it was a long time ago. I was only five. No, I wasn't. I I was 19. Just stop doing the math. 40 years ago. Never looked back. (laughs) But I had to come to that place where I realized, wait a minute, this path I'm on, it leads to hell. There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it's the way that leads to death. And that, that road, that path, that gate, it's very wide, and many go in. I find it very interesting that there will be many that will be slain. I'll actually try to bring it in for a close here, but we're going to talk a little bit about this. Uh, Please hear me out. This is what it's all about. This is all that matters. This is the bottom line. This is the only thing that counts. Everything that's happening, it boils down to this. Heaven or hell. Everyone you see, either they're saved or they're lost. That's the bottom line. At the end of the day, that's the only thing that matters. This is why I wanted to leave some time here at the end. It's so important. This is the sobering truth. 
about the reality of hell for all eternity. You know, we get so caught up, and I know I've shared this before, you know, we're arguing with everybody and getting Jesus to nobody. We're so busy arguing with the saved, we're not reaching the lost. Oh man, Satan is loving every minute of it. He's been met with a measure of success because, see, we're, we're so caught up in this, that, them. Satan just sits back in his recliner with his remote in his hand and popcorn and just enjoys the show. Question. It's rhetorical. I ask it of myself. It's very searching. Let the Holy Spirit search your heart. Here's the question. Why? Why? Why are we so caught up in those things when we are on the cusp of heaven and hell? What are we doing? Why are we investing our time in that or arguing with them about that when it's a matter of heaven and hell forever and ever? I mean, does that put it into perspective? That person that when you go out and about and you see somebody, or you go through that checkout line, if that person doesn't know Jesus, they're going to spend eternity in hell. I mean, that's just the truth. And so I think in Isaiah's defense by the Holy Spirit, the book, this book needs to end this way, because that's how it ends. And that has a way, rightfully so, of getting me back to where I need to be, where the main thing is the main thing. We're going to cut to the chase. You know where that phrase came from? It's from back in the old film days, where they would cut to the chase scenes. Cut to the chase. Well, this has a way of getting you to cut to the chase. There's no time to play around here. This is the bottom line. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. All this other stuff, irrelevant, pointless. Yeah, but what about blah, 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 blah. Stop! Stop! We are on the cusp. When I say cusp, I mean we are at the point now in human history when it's all said and done. That's it. You close the book, and if your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, you're in hell for all eternity. Does that concern you? You'll forgive the strength with which I say this. I need to hear it. I need to hear this. Get so busy about stupid stuff. Yeah, I said stupid. It's in the Bible, by the way, Proverbs 13. Stupid. I like that word, stupid. Stupid stuff. I think about Mary and Martha. <laughs> You know, so thankful that God inspired that account to be included in the pages of Holy Writ. You know how that went down, right? 
Martha's in the kitchen just, I mean, she's serving the Lord, literally. The Lord is coming over for dinner. Oh, what are you going to make? I don't know, man. I've been planning on this for months. Oh, and, and, and here he is, and, and she's in the kitchen, and oh, everything has to be perfect. It's the Lord. I'm doing it for the Lord. And then, where's Mary? In fact, I encourage you to read the text. She actually gets mad at Jesus for letting Mary just sit there and hang on His every word, trembling at His word. And she says to the Lord, Lord, Tell my sister to get in here and help me. We got work to do. And Jesus never imagined Jesus being angry or harsh in his tone. I just imagine him so lovingly going, Martha, Martha, you're killing me. He didn't say that, but (laughs) that's what I would say. What are you doing, man? You know, what you're doing is good, but... What Mary is doing is the one thing, the better thing. She's here at my feet. Listen, whatever you're cooking, I'm sure it's going to be absolutely delicious. But you've got me here now. you got me here now. What's my point? Here's my point. I think under the banner <laughs> of serving the Lord, We missed the whole point. Yeah, but I'm busy about many things. And I I picture Martha, and come on, let's be honest (laughs) with ourselves. We've all got Martha in us, right? Oh, we're so quick to want to say, oh, Martha, like you're Mary? Come on, you're Martha. You do the same thing. But Mary's chosen the better thing. She trembles at my word. She's hanging on my every word. One of the greatest successes of the enemy in the life of a Christian is to get us so busy and distracted with many things so that he takes us away from the one thing, Jesus. Jesus. Maybe we just kind of leave the kitchen of our busy lives. Let's just get to the feet of Jesus. Because He's coming. And we're talking about heaven and hell. And I need to get to Jesus, and I need to get people to Jesus. That's what it's all about. That's the bottom line. Because this is what's coming. And I think it's sooner than any of us can possibly imagine. And heaven and hell is at stake. Believe you me, I would have much rather had the chapter end differently. I would have just loved to, hey, can you, Isaiah, come on. Can you just elaborate on the millennium, the kingdom age, the new heavens and the new earth? I want to hear about that. Well, (laughs) you may want to hear about that, but you need to hear about this. You've been listening to another edition of In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. 
As you continue to learn from Isaiah with Pastor J.D., make sure to really think about what you're hearing and what God wants to speak to you today through Scripture. We encourage you to keep reading on your own. If you're not already part of a local church that you call home, we encourage you to find one and attend regularly to grow in relationship with God and others. And if you're in or near the Kaneohe area, come visit us. You'll find all the information you need, including service times and directions to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're there, you can also access more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings like you heard today, including his weekly prophecy updates. In addition to that, you may be interested in the ABCs of Salvation under the Resources tab. This is a simple guide to sharing the good news of salvation in Jesus. As we continue to learn from the book of Isaiah together, we'd be honored to pray for you during this study. Would you let us know what those prayer requests might be? Just fill out the contact form under the About tab at calvarychapelkaneohe.com or come find us on social media. There's a link to our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages on our website. We encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and In Spirit and Truth. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for listening to In Spirit and Truth. Keeping me right with the old wind, holding me true.